since I have to sync this tonight, I don't want to waste time. Just do that. Makes my life easier. That's okay. Um, so they record nonstop. Oh. They'll okay. they'll occasionally stop for the file size, but then they automatically restart. So okay. as long as the cards stay. Oh no kidding! See, I didn't know that. Hmm. Mm-hmm. Very cool. Learn something new every day. I use Canon too, but nothing. What do you what do you primarily primarily use your cameras for? Well, if if I'm close to. Um, like like let's say if I'm out with my family or something and then a big call comes in, right? And I'm oh so I'm, I'm close on the ground. That's pretty yeah. Cool. I stuff. Yeah, it stays. Uh, it stays basically. I've got like a, I call it a go kit basically, which is in my trunk, and I've got the the SLR ready to go, and I've got uh, I've got a couple buddies of mine that you know have full video and the whole bit, but I don't do that. <laughs> Most of it is done right on my phone. I've had some interest in that because there was a point when I was in I lived in downtown St. Catharines mm-hmm. and I did not go anywhere without my camera on mm-hmm. me and I took pictures every single day it it uh, one of the things that I find the the one of the coolest things I like about the site now is is and well I call it a site but it's the page one of the coolest things about the page is that uh, when I post an accident or I post some type of information, whatever it is, right? Within two minutes, somebody has a picture of it or there's some information. I just drove by there. I was there. You know, here's some information, all helpful. So stuff, they'll right? be updating even though you I'm, can't I'm, necessarily be there. Absolutely. Right. And like I, I was saying, 90% of what I'm doing is from home, right? So, you know, there's people everywhere to give you, you know, updates. now problem some of that becomes where you know what's frivolous and what's not and you know that kind of stuff right but you know but it it's an interesting concept to me because it reminds me a little bit about how people spread news through twitter where it's just community published except it's in one place yep it's a page you can go to and you can sort of count on it just being about news. and you can the as i said basically to everybody Mm -hmm. who doesn't know who you are (laughs) i said this is like I mean, I joke, but you apparently said there's some truth to it. I said this is a place that the other news sites go to get their stories. Oh, it's absolutely true. <laughs> like, yeah, as far as as far as I know, there's from what I what I've seen with my own eyes is probably at least twelve that I'm aware of that have actually almost taken it word for word in some cases, and and you know, but uh, I think that's great. I, that's a compliment to me, really. You know, and uh, I pride I pride myself on being on being as quick as I can, but as accurate as I can with quickness, right? Um, because with social media, as you probably know, they'll call you out on it within right away. three seconds if you're wrong, right? Hmm. And I think what's important is, and I don't see this with a lot of other news places, is if I'm wrong, I'll say I'm wrong. You'll retract, yeah. I'll say I'm sorry. I made a mistake you know here's the proper update how know? often does that kind of thing happen pretty rare rare yeah. it's you know it might be two percent something like that but what you do have is you know when you're when you're disseminating information like i do uh you can get it differently from dispatchers you know and it all comes down from the person that calls into 911 depending on what they see or what they experience and everybody experiences traumatic events differently the address may change, the, the scenario may change. 
it may keep, it may come in, you know, you may call something in that uh, looks like three people are dead on the corner, and I see it that, you know, somebody stubbed their knee. And, and that sounds silly, but it's true. It, it can absolutely happen that way because when they're in shock, everything looks worse, so you send the cavalry, right? And, you know, a lot of times when the initial call comes out, that's the way I post it. And then I have to go back and say, very minor, no injuries. You know, especially when people are relying on you while they have family members on the roads and in this mall that where the fire alarms are going off or um, Niagara College, Brock. Those are big places of news. You know, like even when a fire alarm goes off, I get all kinds of, you know what's happening you know sort of stuff and i pick and i pick and choose what i post too because otherwise i would be non-stop right so i have a, sort of a guideline where i don't do medical calls right i don't do every medical call if it's an extremely public place and there i know there's going to be a lot of people that will see it then i'll post something i won't post what it is but i'll say you know we've got emergency crews in the area type thing and uh, I don't do like frivolous false alarm calls and stuff like that because they're everything. So you're listening to a scanner? Uh, I don't use scanners. I use no. radios. radios. I use. Uh, I do all my own programming, my own software, my own. Um, but basically, yes. We'll just take a pause for the cause. We're really bad at this. Welcome to tonight's oh, episode. Right. <laughs> the person in front of us is Nick, who runs the, I think, as we said, it's safe to say, booming yeah. Niagara 411 page on Facebook and Twitter, yep. you said. But the Twitter is, in a in a change, not as popular as the Facebook page. Well, like I said, basically, uh, if we look back, you know, if you, if you go number by number, you know, and kind of compare each, um, worked really, really hard at, at Twitter. And it's very hard to get followers on Twitter, much harder than it is on Facebook in, in my area. Yeah. I can't comment on anything else. I don't know. But I've been doing faithfully Twitter since 2011, 2012. And the exact same frequency of calls and type of information with that shorter character span, obviously. But um in six years i've only developed a little less than seven thousand followers on twitter and less than six months on facebook we're around twenty thousand followers already that's good growth like that's... yeah it, it's it's mind blowing for myself too i, I had no idea it was going to get that big do you keep up with analytics maybe like the type of people that follow you age ranges and and things like that actually um that's a great question because i didn't until uh take a pause again okay, go ahead yeah. what happened it was fine i looked at it just like a minute ago where'd we lose it is his end on oh that's off maybe the battery didn't, died didn't touch it. yeah the battery might have died or something okay. that's a shame i was getting into that will it be able to tell you where you where it died off at we'll just you, we're just getting into the twitter um Okay. I have a backup anyway, so we won't, oh, okay. we won't lose anything. So you can splice it, kind of. Yeah. But will, it's always will it sound the same. Might be a little. Oh, well, it'll sound the exact same. It'll be a little bit. Uh, or well, this part where I splice it in won't be yeah, exactly no, no, the same. But, but when we get back to it, it'll be just as good well, as it was. I'm just more concerned about where should I start off. Yeah, that's that's <laughs> tricky. I don't know. What a tangent. We 
way too many goddamn batteries. That's a good question. I've got a good answer. I'll ask the question again. Yeah, no worries. Just for the sake of it. I might have some in my bag if you don't. That's so mind-blowing to me, though, that when you say that, you talk to people and say, I'm coming on, and people go, holy smokes, I don't even get that. That doesn't compute in my head. <laughs> I, I don't even think, I think a lot of times, like when I'm posting, I don't even realize how many people are actually looking at it, you know? Like, I'll, I'll look at some of my posts, and it'll say 100,000, 150,000, and I'm like, are you serious? Well, that's ridiculous. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. It'd be nice if it had a battery display. Yeah. You don't know what those batteries are. Oh, wait, are. it does. Right there. There you go. Does that tell you guys anything? That's the last 28 days for me. Look at the post engagement. Nope. That's ridiculous. Is that insane or what? If I paid Facebook 40 bucks, they'd, pro they'd probably hit 20,000. If you're lucky. If I'm and lucky. You'd pay them how much? A lot. A lot. Right? Yeah. That's 4,000 likes in 28 days. Is that good? Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. That is huge organic it's growth. It's taken me 400, or it's taken me five years to get 400 followers. Uh, yeah, it, by next week, you'll have a couple thousand, I'm sure. Once, once I put your stuff. <laughs> it would be insane. Oh, yeah. I, I think... I think if it if we it's get great. the right information out there and it's interesting enough and my people will, like, I'll promote it nicely. We've been talking right? for over an hour. And Have we really? I, well, you've you've been here for over an oh, hour. Oh, right. Okay. And I've it's been intriguing. So I think this is... Is that right? Okay. This is good. <laughs> That's do, good. Do you ever look at your Facebook analytics or your Twitter analytics just to see who's watching, like age groups and, and things like that? Yeah, it, it's uh, that's a good question because I just started... Uh, looking at that sort of the demographics and whatnot in the last week or two because I, I really didn't I just thought oh it's got to be just Niagara and the age group is probably the same age as me right nope they're all over the world I've got Trinidad I've got Australia hmm. I've got and what I think that is I've got a ton in the US um, and what I believe is going on there is anybody that sort of was from our area or spent any time in our area and has gone somewhere else they like to follow what's going on here or they have relatives here and they they want to see what's going on and i've also had people say well i'm from florida but i you know i'm coming there for a month and i like to know what's going on on my way through that sort of you know when i'm there and they follow that and I couldn't believe the uh, the age group as well. Like it, it's big, eighteen to twenty nine is is the biggest, I think. And then I thought it was more twenty nine to forty nine, that sort of age, right? And uh, and it turns out that it's a younger crowd and a lot more female than male. And I don't know why. <laughs> I couldn't I couldn't answer that. The eighteen uh, demographic, I would think possibly make sense in the fact that they're they are mm -hmm. trusting a a real person they're trusting a yeah i was gonna go somewhere source. different with that but yeah. okay what were you well what i was thinking is i think a lot of people like to know um when they're when they're younger you know what am i looking out for you know what i mean am i am i putting myself in a situation in this area or what you know Am I seeing um, a lot of issues in this area? Maybe I'm thinking about an apartment here. It's amazing to me. Like I get emails asking, you know, what do you think of this 
part of Niagara? What do you think of this? You know, um, a lot of in, inquisitive emails. Everybody wants to know, um, you know, sometimes 40, 50 to 100 a day, just asking, you know, what happened in this area or, and <laughs> I'll tell a secret to the page, which I can share, but it's interesting information anyway. I had to shut off the DMs, the the private message. On yeah, Facebook. when it goes to an email. Yes, I had to because I was getting upwards of three, four hundred PMs a day, and I could not keep up. <laughs> it was it was so bad that my phone would be dead in two hours. Like I was getting that many, and I couldn't. I can't. The way you manage the page, you can't just pick and choose and put it on for this post and not that one. And you know what I mean? It's either on or it's off. You know, so I had to come up with something that I could still interact with my my folks, right? Because I don't want to be that guy that shuts all the... Like, I've had these people that... I can't believe you let people comment like that. Well... Let people comment. Yeah. Like, I had a lady yesterday who said, I can't believe you let people... Like, you you let all these comments just go. And I And I said to her, I said, well, you know what? You have no idea what I delete in a day, number one. And number number two, it's an interactive page. You know, if I started if I started censoring every single thing, we wouldn't have a page. Sure. Right? And of and course. to think that letting people say what they feel or want to say is cultivating some kind of toxic environment is really against the idea of people being free, able able to express themselves. That that's very well put. And and I've had a lot of people lately, uh, and not a, not I shouldn't say a lot. It's a it's a small amount that I've said. Would you quit uh, publicizing suicides? Okay, quit That's putting. Interesting. Okay, and a lot of them, and I can show you the emails. You know, there's maybe twenty or thirty in the last few weeks since everything's been going on in Niagara. I mean, we've had a an yeah. interesting little while. Yesterday it, it, was uh, crazy. I like to call it, and and I've I've uh, there's a couple things I'm I'm trying to do to to help that along a little bit or or. You know, there's nothing I can do to make it better for all these folks, but I call it the the last few months have been dark for Niagara, a very difficult time for Niagara. That's the mm-hmm. way I put it. And that's coming from somebody that sees almost every single incident that comes. You know, there's things that I don't obviously hear about while I'm sleeping and everything else, but um, it's been a difficult time. And I'm seeing that in my in my folks that are commenting. It's difficult for them. It's difficult for their families. And a lot of people come to the page to vent that frustration or talk about it to see if there's anything. So what you'll find in the midst of all the news, you'll find a lot of uh, posts about um, Niagara Helps and uh, you know all the soup kitchens. And I posted a few today, Women's Help and... I will continue to put that stuff on my page for free as long as they want it. Let me let me do it. I think it's hugely important. You know, if I'm going to cover one thing, I want to make sure that I've got the support there for everybody else as well. And I've actually been um, a couple guys, and I'm not going to mention anybody's name or anything, but um, I reached out to everybody yesterday on the page and I asked for some. Um, I don't know if you saw that, but I asked everybody to post or send me an email with a brightening story. Somebody that you think is deserving of a shout out, uh, you know, somebody that's made a difference, somebody that's just made you smile, done anything in Niagara that, you know, 
and I've gotten probably 50 emails already. So I'm going to go through all that and we're going to try and put something together. I'm going to try and put something together for everybody. Um, you know, so we can cover the, you know, the not so great news sometimes mm -hmm. and kind of boost it up with a little something as well. And I had the guy that did the Santa Claus yeah, I uh, video. That. Yeah, that was great. That got a lot of, uh, a lot of support. So that's always, uh, that's hugely important for me too. It's that's good to hear because yeah, it incentivizes positive behavior in the community. But also, yeah. even on the, the publishing publishing of like the more you know what people call negative stuff, the mm -hmm. suicides. Yeah. I hear mainstream politicians in this region talking about it more in the past month than I've ever heard. Yeah. So the small changes and that, can't that be people bad. do. No, and right. and people like you and anybody who has a bit of an outreach that is, is talking about it mm -hmm. can't be doing it any bad by by I honestly it. don't think so and I'd have to say 85 to 90% of the people that I'm interacting with feel the same way mm -hmm. there there is a small group that say like I was telling you earlier about you know just quit it quit putting them up you're glorifying it people I had one lady yesterday say to me well I didn't know the Burgoyne bridge even existed for suicides until it came up on your page well then, and what about her knowing it exists is going to change anything? Yeah, you know. And I said to her, I said, "Listen, I said I'm sorry if that's the way you feel, but you know, if I don't put it up and I don't be honest with everybody, then they're going to make up their own story, and then it's just going to explode into something that's non-factual, hmm. and then we've got a big problem. So it's better, like the person that." sadly passed away on the QEW yesterday, okay? The way I looked at that is I put it up and I, you know, there was people already on scene that were emailing me before I even posted it. So that tells me that it's gonna get out there and it gonna, with social media and phones, it's gonna be all over the place. So I tried to put something together that was tactful, as hard as that is in that situation. The best I could, I deleted it seven times and then put it put it on, deleted it again, put it back on because I wanted to make it as, you know, the best I could, right? And, um, and that was the response I got, you know, a lot of people were very supportive about it. But, you know, just before I even posted it, I had already seen a bunch of people on Facebook that were already making things up and wrong information and, you know, it was a young girl, it was this, it was that, and none of that was factual information, right? And, uh, you know, I'm never gonna put a name, I'm never gonna put anything like that. Of course and not. I actually have had family members of people that have died that have emailed me and said, I'm, I'm, there's a million news outlets that covered my son, daughter, husband, whatever. Um, and I was disgusted with the way they just, put it out there and it, he wasn't even a person or she wasn't a person it was just a news story to them and that's it um and the way you did it it was it was very compassionate and you know i could feel that you actually cared and <laughs> i i don't know how to say it anymore i do care you know i absolutely do does caring perhaps mean that you find a lot of these instances very memorable like you could pick out something that happened a year ago on a specific date or or do they sort of blend together as time um, passes no i could i could uh i could easily probably stretch my memory to to a lot of things and even back when i used to be a 
a volunteer firefighter there's still things that are fresh in my mind when I go to bed at night they they uh, they hit me and I try to incorporate that into what I put out there for everybody right and and you know I did it for a few a number of years and I saw a lot of really scary things that most people would find you know and I learned how to deal with that and cope with it and I also learned how to deal with the public and you know in those type of traumatic situations and so on and so forth and I try to take that learning that I got from that and and any compassion that I got from that and push it you know onto my page as well and in and in some instances I'm going to be completely honest I will also do the opposite of that where I'll I'll put something in my post that um sounds like it came right out of a dispatcher's mouth for instance and you know uh and the lingo's all wrong and it sounds like a a call not like a person would say it you know sort of thing and that sometimes happens to me when i've got 30 of them on the go and i'm trying to do 85 things at once because it is just me it is just me nobody else so i'm trying to do eight things at once the phones are going crazy everything's going crazy and I may, you know, but I will go back and correct it when I, if I see I made a mistake or if I put something that I don't feel is, you know, proper. Do you see this being a thing that maybe translates into having like a, a writer that works with you on, on certain stuff or, or like a field journalist or something? It's uh, actually, it's interesting you ask because the, the hardest part of the whole thing is could I use help? Oh yeah, <laughs> I tell you right now. You know, even uh, my wife said to me yesterday, you know, maybe take a break over Christmas. And yesterday I was really overwhelmed. Like yesterday was a busy news day. Yesterday was a very busy news day, and it was a tough day. And and I went into that day from the day before being a very tough day. And um, and sometimes you know I can kind of and put it away. And but yesterday. And I got a couple emails that, you know, kind of hit me a little bit. So it was, uh, I went to bed last night and I was, uh, I was, I was concerned and I was concerned for Niagara pretty much. And I was concerned for the, for my community, our community. And, you know, and I just, I was racking my brain, like, what can we do to, to make it better? You know, is there something we can do, you know, somebody we can interview, somebody, anything, you know, so... I said to my wife, I said, I really want to, uh, I really want to promote a lot of our out of the cold programs, women's shelters, um, anything. So that's why I put that little post together where I said, anybody that wants to, you know, put something. And then what I did yesterday was last night, I just went and uh, I went through Facebook on my own personal Facebook away from the page. And I looked for people in the community that, uh, there was a fella, his name is Marty. I could, and, um, Hi, Marty. Yeah, and he's on. Uh, he's <laughs> from Port Coburn, and he posted a picture, um, and he was just about ready to uh, spend a night at the, at the church where they do the Out of the Cold program, and he posted a picture of all the beds, and it's a pretty popular post on yeah. the site. And uh, I took that and I shared it. I... I never met the man in my life but i think that's the kind of thing that we need to promote mm -hmm. instead you know and, and it just kind of make, makes me feel a little better too at the end of the day right and w we have these things and 
if one person sees that post maybe and didn't know about it and doesn't have to spend a night outside in the cold yahoo we've done our job right that's that's what i want to do so you're it when you run the numbers mm -hmm. you're one person operating with a heavily powered phone heavily. like you're <laughs> battery backup and that case is also a, yes yes yeah so you're running a, and that's ten thousand milliamps on the bottom yeah so and i'll kill that twice in a day you that, mean business yeah. there's no doubt about that yep. um, this is only a tiny part i should yeah. have brought in everything else but i would have needed a box next time um <laughs> you're welcome yeah next time you've already committed <laughs> all right no problem exclusive rights all right um <laughs> You're one man who has a amazing influence. Like you, you, you as I said before, people know yeah. you through your page. Yeah. And they know, because you sign off occasionally, isn't if not all the time. I've seen Nick yes. occasionally. And that's only there. been, if you notice, the last week or two. Mm -hmm. yeah, I just started doing that. Um and that'll that'll change things. And this now now there's a face. Yeah, so. now there's a face, and everybody's <laughs> going to go. I've seen that guy somewhere, right? And uh, and and that's okay. I think it's it, I'm okay with that. It's um, for a long time I just wanted to do it. I just and I still do just for the community. I don't make any money at it. I don't make a dime. Nothing. It should also be noted that this entire interview there we don't make anything either. no this isn't no, paid no, or anything like that no absolutely this not is just a conversation between yeah and uh and it's a good way to talk about what we're doing and you know and more community involvement and i think the more message we can get out there the better the better the better and i think it's all going to be for the for the best in the end and, and with the struggles we've seen in niagara lately um you know with uh with the 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 drug epidemic and and all sorts of things going on and you know one of the one of the hardest hit posts on my page is the uh the startup of the safe injection site downtown i don't know if you guys have seen that post but um it's uh, about a week old now i think and there's still people freshly commenting on it daily and it is pro against and they're they're it's it's a big thing and um i i think i'm i'm pro i don't know you know i i i have been downtown and seen the needles all over oh, yeah. you know and i have been there montebello yeah. park and and i've seen them and my kids have to walk around them and yep. daddy what's that and uh you know i also know a couple guys that spend their weekends out there just cleaning them up and don't make it good money. that that happens yeah. i i tried at one point with my photography to get a little bit gritty and i would go to parks and things and take pictures where they perhaps were part mm -hmm. of like the subject in the frame yep but it's it's everywhere i like and and i noticed yep. it in, in parks and things like that but like to a weird context is i've been renovating my house mm -hmm. and and tearing off drywall and there are needles hidden in like people push them into vents and stuff whoever lived there before yeah. like yeah. and it's nothing like that screams just more like how much of a problem is this it, well it's a massive problem and i think um you know if you look at alberta bc what they're doing with safe injection sites um you know there's always going to be a downside to everything you do right a lot of people their their comments are well you're all you're doing is allowing these drug addicts to bring a very dangerous drug 
into a safe place to do it. You know, I, I understand all that. I, I get it. They're transporting narcotics and whatever into a spot. I get all that. But I also would like to be able to walk my daughter down the sidewalk without having to scooch around a needle, mm-hmm. you know. Yeah. And her doctor's office, my daughter's doctor, is around the corner from Montebello Park. So I have to walk her there, you know. To go to the doctor, she's got to walk around a needle. <laughs> mm-hmm. You know, that's kind of a, a, a weird situation, right? And I think if we can, if we can just eliminate even half of what's out there, you know, and and make it safer for the kids to play it. And it's a park, guys, like Montebello yep. Park, you know. Yeah. And uh, there's kids that play out there all the time, and not ne- not anymore. Like, if you go there and you know take a look, and you just wait to see some little guy jump on the swings it doesn't happen because they're so terrified to bring their kids there you know and i think we if, if the safe injection site can help eliminate some of that yahoo let's let's go and uh and hopefully and i think it's a good way we can bring these people that may have an issue or a problem or an addiction and there's counselors there ems That's is there the big thing. narcan is there they're not by themselves you know, if one live a day is saved and then that life can be helped into an addiction treatment center or whatever, yeah, that's that's fantastic. You know, we're then we're doing what we need to do, right? And with these programs that are there, you know, can we always do more? Absolutely. We need more funding, mental health. We need more funding for addictions, all that stuff. But we need to get people into those programs. That's the start, right? Once we can do that, then we have to follow it through i can't see having a a safe injection site leading to any worse of a situation personally i i don't know i think it's so fresh for us here too that it's one of those things that it's so new that it's hard to comprehend right are there any strong counter arguments you've seen um i think you know i do agree with what you're making it legal for them inside the building because you can't be arrested in there sure they have they have a bylaw set up so that you can go in there and do it safely and not have to worry about being prosecuted okay so a lot of people argue against that you know well you sorry you're bringing drugs into the place so you're bringing it from a to b are you transporting while you're doing that that's the kind of thing that you know is sort of troublesome um but on on the other hand from my perspective they're not carrying dirty needles with them they don't have to reuse dirty needles so we're not passing all the hepatitis and aids and everything else that can come with that they're getting the clean needles they need at the site but it's an opportunity for a counselor to say hey how are you today are you okay do you need anything you know Hey, here's a phone number for the addictions hotline for Niagara. You know, I'll even dial it for you. I've seen that happen over there. You know, they're more than willing to, and they're all volunteers, a lot of them too, right? These people are, are fantastic people, and we never even know their names. You know, that, that spend the night at these shelters, that spend the time at the, you know, at the safe injection sites, and their counselors and people, and they're all from Niagara, and it's community, right? So... Have you yourself ever seen the people, like, been to this place and seen people who do go into it? Yes. So 
could you is there a profile is it just the homeless or is it more than that is it people that you might not necessarily associate with you know having this kind of problem you know that mothers fathers the the problem in general and i am in no way an expert or or, but what i have seen it's anybody it's your mother your aunt your uncle it doesn't it doesn't it's an epidemic it's an epidemic it could be a young person i've seen 60 70 year olds you know it's it's just a a a problem that you know it doesn't show an age or a sex or it, it doesn't have that, you know, and it doesn't, you know, you don't have to be a poor person that is on the sidewalk or, you know, carrying a whatever. It, it could be somebody that lives in, in a beautiful house and wherever, you know, and, and they have the same affliction, you know, and uh, unfortunately that's the grip it has, right? And, uh, you know, it, it could be anybody. Yeah. I think the um, the safe injection place with people that are going to do it, they're obviously not. I gotta think of how I'm gonna word this. They they're going to do it regardless, and they're going to do it in a way that they're going to try not to get caught. Correct. So it's better to yeah. be in a situation where they still can't be prosecuted mm-hmm. but they can do it cleanly correct because they're going to do it one way or another and that that's that's a very good and point that's and the, that's, that's one of my, like if i was you know if i was going to debate somebody on that issue that would be one of my counter yeah. arguments right it's a safer place it's cleaner that's the whole that's why they call it what they call it but like you say the most important thing is they're going to do it and it doesn't matter where. It's the public washroom downtown where the library is. I personally pulled a guy out of there completely passed out in the bathroom that my son was going to go into next. Mm-hmm. And that's where they're using now. So if we can eliminate that, and obviously if you're in a safe building with safe, clean needles that's going to be provided, and that fella could have went there, then, you know, free of charge and and you know safely and we keep them out of those public areas that's safer for him it's safer for the public and then it gives us a chance to help him too while we're there right do you think that because you you do a great job at covering more than most places ever would like when i go when i'm going to make a drive in niagara mm-hmm. i check out your page yeah a lot of people where the collisions that. are sure yeah, and that's something that's not yeah that's not necessarily a news thing to do especially small ones that's true yeah that's that's so true yeah you're I, I i try to really uh cover almost every traffic accident if i hear it i will post it which and is typically depending on where they are in in st catherine's especially uh it will cause traffic right mm-hmm. it will cause yes. a, an issue so you know if i can get ahead of that and help you on your way to work or and I, and that's probably the number one use of the page i would say hmm. right and then on top you know when when people are coming in to look at that they also look at the weather they also look at you know um oh look there's a um women's shelter you know i mean know somebody that could benefit from that or you know that sort of thing right 
So that's why I try to mix it up. But yeah, you're right. Um, every traffic accident, even if it's in the middle of West Lincoln in the country, I will post it. Absolutely. I, that's, I didn't want to change the subject to the traffic. Well, I was getting to the... There's some interesting stuff about... Well, I know, but... The point that I was trying to make about the traffic and the the way that we're covering news, our city, mm. St. Catharines, and we can say Niagara Falls, we can say Welland, we can say yep. any Thorold. any Niagara city, yeah. all, they are in some ways on a social media platform, yep. and I follow the St. Catharines mayor, I follow the city mm-hmm. of St. Catharines on Facebook, and do you... Th- think that they're handling it improperly in the sense that they're not vocalized they're they're definitely a lot better at the the mental health now as mm-hmm. we said they're talking more about suicide yep. than they have been yep. but the drug crisis the epidemic they're pulling people out of the you said it was the library bath well, there's there's uh, public washrooms on St. Paul yeah. or off in that area there. I can't remember exactly, but that's like that's I, their that. downtown core. Right. And they're not they're not they don't have to publicly say it, but they're they're pushing positivity in different ways. Yes, we're proud of the Meridian Center. And somebody did mention that it was weird that we got the the charging stations in the park, but yet only one side of the bridge has the barriers. But I can't. I'm not going to confirm that because I don't have the resource. I don't have the I research. Don't, yeah, I don't have an answer for that either. But it is interesting to me that the old Burgoyne Bridge had all the safety. I can't remember what it looked like. Yeah. <laughs> it wasn't that long ago that it was. I know, but no, I just. But, but it's awfully interesting if you're going to spend that kind of money on a new structure and look at the old one. And if I'm an engineer, which I'm not, but if I looked at the yeah, old are... one and said, geez, there was a net and a barrier there. Mm-hmm. But I'm going to build the new one pretty, but I'm not going to put any of that stuff up. It's an aesthetically pleasing bridge. Oh, There's it's no beautiful. Yeah. There's no <laughs> doubt about it. I mean, it cost a gajillion dollars, yeah. too. It's <laughs> <a> <laughs> massive controversy Part of, in yes, between. Controversy from the beginning with that one. Oh, yeah. But, you know, in the end, now they're saying, well, if we have to put up these barriers, what's the number I saw? 10 to 15 or 5 to 10 million dollars. Seriously, in a way that's probably you know going for the utmost in aesthetic pleasingness and all that, but yeah. and, and, and you know somebody's contract, but I you must be able to do yeah. it for and way then, cheaper. And then the, then I got to bring it up because I'll hear about it. But <laughs> <laughs> that's something that we're not used to. Well, that everything we say on here now is going to be watched by more than we've ever had. <laughs> well, tell it, me how I'm wrong. I always in the try to look, I always try to look at it from both angles, right? Because wrong. it's going to come up, right? So. You know, you get everybody, I get the arguments on there that say, well, we can't put a barrier on every single bridge. Example, Lake Street yesterday. Mm-hmm. We can't barrier off everything, which is true. My point would be if the Burgoyne Bridge is a hot spot or, you know, a focal point at this point, if we put something there, it even if it makes somebody think that one more thought yeah. that gets them away no. from the edge, go somewhere else to get help that's the same mentality as when we made it a thing where you have to lock up your firearms and ammunition separately yep locked and and it's all that is is you're taking away suicides that would be very spontaneous not things that have been well thought out and planned out and i'm pretty you know from from what a lot of, of people that actually know a lot more than me about the subject have posted um you know nurses mental health professionals so on and so forth 
anything that is a, a you know a barrier that gets that thought process to interrupt uh, is helpful you know so well, the way I look at it is you know if you get to that spot like I said and oh there's there's a netting there now you know well maybe I should rethink this or you know and a lot of people their argument is if they want to do it they're going to do it it we doesn't did matter just have where that with the drug conversation that's correct and that's going to happen and yeah. we cannot change that in any way shape or form and the you know i get the people on there that that say well you're glorifying it by putting it in the news and i i just don't see that i don't see how my news post is gonna uh cause eric to go home read the post yeah. and take his life no it's it's not going to be that quick of a thought no. process and, and you know you know i wouldn't even be surprised if maybe there is some correlation you could draw between people hearing about incidents and maybe deciding to make a move but i don't think to places yes. yes i mean but you also have to remember there's a major 400 series highway underneath that bridge guys, yep. right and which is designed to put through 5000 cars an yep. hour so and this was my argument yesterday with the Lake Street Bridge, right? What happens there is that, okay, the NRP closed off the top, uh, the, the, what do you call that? Why am I losing my brain here? The, the overpass. Oh, thank you. <laughs> they closed the overpass, okay? OPP comes and closes a stretch of the QEW below it, and there's a tarp in the middle of the road. Right. And your comments, some of them were... Wow. Yeah. And and if I don't post anything, what do you what would you assume would come out of that? Like, if you saw that scenario and I didn't post anything, you'd say, well, it looks like somebody probably jumped off the bridge. Yeah. Right? So my argument is now you're going to come up with 85 things that happened in your brain well it could have been this it could have been that it could have been her it could have been him and then you're going to start putting that on social media then somebody else is going to pick up on it and then it's just going to grow and it's going to get wrong worse and worse the whole way through as it changes the story changes so if we put the correct information out in a tactful way if we can i mean it's not always possible but i do the best i can i really do and and for those people that say I don't care about that family or whatever, bullshit. But you do you care? See, I, I yeah. Glorifying the suicide or glorifying the fact that they jumped on uh, off the bridge, it's horrible. Mm -hmm. But you're not glorifying it because no. you're not giving a name. No, I'm not giving a name and age. Uh, you know, um, but there are a, a ton of people that reached out to me and said. Can you please tell me if it was a young female or a male or a, an older gentleman or whatever? Because I need to know. I'm I can't get a hold of this person. We're concerned for them, and I get a hundred of those emails when one of those incidents comes through, and I go through every one of them, and I can't think of one person in six months that I have not responded to. And that's why you need somebody working for you, <laughs> or or six, yeah. Um, I'm not going to go into detail. Okay. But there's very clearly a overarching issue of mental health in Niagara because I know for a fact that one of the recent situations wasn't just a and this 
this is blunt, but it wasn't somebody who woke up one morning and said, I'm mm-hmm. going to kill myself. It was yeah. a overarching thing. People knew. Mm-hmm. And nothing happened, and that's that's just it. I sat yeah. yesterday. I asked so many people. I'm like, I've been depressed. I've had bad things happen. And I, I don't know. Say there's most mindset. of us have, right? Yeah, I think so. And I'd be lying if I said I haven't. You know. Yeah. And I think I think um, you know, and and some have the tools to go forward, and some don't. And the ones that don't are the ones that we need to get. And, and we need to provide those tools to if we can. Now, it, having said that, is it is there a point where there's nothing that can be done? Absolutely. There's some people that have made up their mind and there's nothing you, me, or any doctor or anybody could do. And that absolutely is scary and sad, but it does happen. You know, but we need to try to get to the folks that, you know, Oh, if one more person would say, if just one person would say hello to me today, it'll be worth it, and I'm not going to do it. That's the one I want to get. And if I can say hello to that person, I'm doing it. And whether it's through the page or through, you know, walking through the mall, whatever. But that, that's that's a bit of a the long-term thing, is you almost mm-hmm. want to set up the conditions where yeah. it doesn't get to that point in the first place. Yeah, I, I, think, I think just... Um, society in general now is very difficult to deal with especially for our younger folks right um, I've got a 15 year old and a 13 year old and a nine year old and what I watch those kids deal with on a daily basis I'm blows, scared to have children blows sometimes. my mind guys I'm telling you and my own son has a lot of mental health issues to, to the point where yeah he's tried to take his own life and and I, I was there I watched it and you know so i do get those emails that you know you don't know what you're talking about and so on and so forth and i'll tell you i've been there you know and i've tried to help more than um uh, my share in it in a day uh, you know i try to do whatever i can um i make sure i absolutely make sure that i answer everybody's email and if it's something or someone that i think is in distress I provide them with all the phone numbers I can, but I talk to them. And I, I still have some that I talk to every day that I've talked to for six months now. Hmm. And I, if I have, the, you know, I make the time, right? I was going to say if I have the time, but I make the time. I really do. Like I've even said to my kids, just give me one second and I'm typing an email to somebody. But... Um, a total stranger this morning uh, I offered to give him a ride to a Christmas dinner because he hasn't been to one in six years and he feels you know that you know maybe this year I can go out and have dinner with people because he's he's a bit of a lonesome fella and he doesn't like to go out with people so I said to him I said whatever you're comfortable with you know I can I so I'm working with community cares to find him somewhere where he can go for dinner uh, that's close to him and I offered him a ride Christmas morning I you know me and my kids will take him if we have to but I mean and and that's only one person I can mm-hmm. I, I don't you know I wish I could do that for everybody but you know I, I want to do these small things if I can right? that situation kind of makes me feel like it's a catch-22 where we're living in a world that's more advanced as far as the communications we have to Huge. to deal with each other yep. but you're saying that it's more complicated for kids growing up now yeah while simultaneously the same technologies and things we have now are helping you 
connect with a stranger and, and do something yeah. for them. Yeah, that's true. That, that's a great way to look at it. I, I haven't even thought of it that way. Um, I think I had a conversation with a lady today about bullying. And uh, we talked about, you know, when we were kids, when you got bullied, you could go home at the end of the day and sort of put that away. You know, it was in a drawer. You know, yeah, I'm going to have to deal with it again tomorrow. But I didn't have to go home and get it in my text. I didn't have to get it on Facebook. I didn't have to get it on Twitter all night long, then get up and do it all over again tomorrow, mm -hmm. you know. So I think that's significantly different for, for the young folks today. And then, you know, you get the parents that say, well, I'm just not going to give my kid a cell phone. Well, yeah, that's or, not viable. Or they tell them, you know, just shut the phone off or do whatever. It's just not viable because with the way society is today, you want that 11-year-old that's doing a paper route like mine did to have a phone. Of course. I want him to be able to call me at a second's notice because the technology's there. Mm -hmm. When I was 11, it didn't exist. So, you know, you had to deal with it different ways. But if there's a means for me to keep track of my kids and make sure that they have the ability to get a hold of me anytime, I'm going to take advantage of it. Problem is, it comes with its own, you know. But I think as a parent, you got to monitor that stuff. Can you monitor it all? No, it's impossible, but you do the best you can. You know, do I check my kids' phones? Absolutely, I do, you know. So, um, you know, but you got to draw a line too. You got to kind of give them their privacy to let them grow on their own, but. It's a if there was a manual that we could write for teenagers, my God. And they wouldn't, yeah, they wouldn't probably take any of the advice you could give them anyway. No, no absolutely not. You know, it's it's the same old adage that when I was a kid, I thought my dad didn't know a damn thing either. And then when I turned eighteen, I went, wow, jeez, oh, I've had that goddamn with years. my with my father. I've told him countless times <laughs> yeah. that there have been things that he has he has yeah. said holy shit he was doing it for my benefit the entire time mm -hmm. you know like i've had those moments right and uh you know the times where you thought jesus this guy's right up my chops would he just leave me alone you know quit busting my balls about this and that and everything else and then i've had that moment where my own kids have been through something and i went jesus christ uh, a i sound exactly like my father and b I think that's exactly how he would have handled it, <laughs> you know, and, and I thought, Jesus Christ, the guy was doing me a favor this whole time and just making me into a better human. It's that perspective that right. you gain over yep. the years. And then as you get older, you, you snap into it and go, oh, my God, you know. And sometimes it's it's quick. Like, mm -hmm. you'll go from... As soon as you got to move out on your own is when I found it. When you start buying your own things and having to be responsible for yourself, and, and that's when I figured it out. It took anyway. me a little longer, but yeah. Well, when I had my own kids too, that's when it really kicked in. You know, when uh, when I had my my first son, and you know, I was working major shift work, and he was screaming in the middle of the night. I'm like, oh my god, you know, my my dad did this, and my mom worked on top of that, and you know, so there was a lot of juggling there, and. And you realize, oh my God, they did it for me the whole time, you know, kind of thing. So, very interesting. Um, yeah. <laughs> this there's a there's a tone in the room. <laughs> I can feel it, and I'm not a I'm not a seance type person. That's not what I'm talking about. No, no I got you. Yeah, right. We make jokes all the time on here, but this is a, this is riveting. Yeah. Well, is it? I don't know. Um, that's good. I want to ask a question because sure. you, 
we talked about it before, but you said you had spinal surgery. Yeah. And that was? Uh, it was 2000 and it's, we're 18 now, 2016. So only a couple of years ago now. Okay. Yeah, two and a half years ago. Mine was in 2013. Right. Yeah. Um, and you said you you when you were here before we started rolling, you mm. said that you had like your spine replaced. I don't know if you said that. Well, in it, yeah, it, it's it, yeah, that's sort of a joke, right? Okay. But I, I think I had the same thing you or similar where you I've got had a, I've had a, a good size fusion done. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. But uh, mine mine basically was due to. Um, for quite a long time, when, when my son was only six months old, I was sitting in a chair just like this, and I had him on my lap. And uh, he was getting his first haircut. And I, I went to, and I, now, I got to preface this by saying I've never, ever had a back issue in my life before that day. Okay. Okay? That's important. Never a sports injury, never broke it, never nothing. I got the same thing, though. Right? Okay. Okay? So, I got my kid like this. I go to twist and lift him at the same time, and I went right down to my knees, and I barely caught him before he hit the ground. And that was the start of this whole thing with my spine that most people didn't even know what was wrong with me. And um, so what would happen is it would go out, and I would swell up like Quasimodo off to the side, and I'd be walking, you know. I would continue to work, and then after about a week or two weeks, it would go away. And then it started becoming more frequent and it would last longer and longer and longer. Every time I went to the doctor, you're too young for there to be anything wrong with your spine. Take these pills, have a nice day. Every time I went, that's what I had. I couldn't get anybody to actually take me seriously, you know, cause I was continuing to work. I, you know, I was, it wasn't getting to the point where uh, I, sh I should have probably stopped what I was doing and made somebody listen, but I, I thought I did that, but maybe I didn't, I don't know. Um, should I have pushed hard? Like, that's all the stuff that goes through your head, right? Because I can tell you right now, if if they would have caught it when I first got it, I would still be working full-time right now. I wouldn't be having the problems I'm having. I went for uh, 12 years before it was diagnosed, 12 years before I had a surgery, and, um, and by that time I was I was pretty much ruined like all the nerve endings in my legs um, destroyed and uh, of course the the mental effects of all that that's probably the my biggest issue is uh, the pain sensors keep thinking there's pain there but there's not and that's where I have the day where I can't get out of bed and you go well your spine is fixed and there's nothing impinging on the nerves anymore why are you feeling like you can't move? It's in your brain. There's no cure for it. They can't get it out of there because it's been programmed so long. That's all my brain knows, right? So, you know, I've had one or two doctors say, well, we might be able to shock your brain into, but there's this list of side effects. Yeah. Or, no. A, I'm not having any more back surgeries, no matter how bad I get. If I wouldn't have had this one, I would have came here in a wheelchair tonight. That was the seriousness. It's a problem. Of it. I don't have an elevator. It's okay. <laughs> That's okay. It's okay. I would have told you if it was uh, if it was no good. But it's a, anyway to get to the point. It's a degenerative disease that's in the bone in the spine, mm -hmm. and it just keeps kind of um, whittling away at itself. And I didn't have any discs. 
and the discs I had were impinging on the on the nerves to the point where they had to be removed and replaced with wires and mesh and whatever else they got back there. Hmm. So I, I call it a slot machine. I think. So that that's why I'm on di- on disability. Yeah. Well, the path that you have taken has been a an interesting one because you, if you were still working full time, you wouldn't be. I you showed us the numbers. I can't believe that one person who's been the way I described you to some people is mm. you're you're a the it's the page. It's not you. It's selfless, really. You Correct. only recently yeah. started signing Nick, yeah. and it's just one person who's you're almost at a million, like with your yeah. With your money. Yeah, and and to be honest, sometimes I don't even know that number. Like I don't even it doesn't compute in my head. Like I was telling you earlier, um, there's often times where I'm posting and it's it's me and somebody else. Maybe it's not this massive thing. And like when you said, well, I talk to a lot of people that know of you, and and you know, and this guy follows it, and that guy follows it. That's strange to me. I don't right now and i guess that's probably why i didn't use my name for a long time a lot of people did know who i was and kind of put two and two together but um i i wasn't sure if i wanted to you know a i didn't want to make it a big deal and da 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 da, da. and i i never thought it would get to this point either right but uh some people have kind of said you know what you put a lot of work into it why not um you know show somebody who you are and take a little bit of credit for all the work you've done right so i said yeah you know what that's probably a good idea do you think now you it is not really helping any part of the the selfless nature of it but do you think that maybe it could be something where you don't necessarily make a ton of money but it at least sustains itself because i mean Doing all that work without anything to compensate yeah. or hiring you. six like, people. Yeah, if you need it, six people. It, that's it, it's tough. And you know what? It's uh, I could show you a list of probably ten to fifteen highly qualified individuals that have offered to do work for me mm-hmm. uh, with the page and uh, you know media editing. And uh, I've had all the way from offers to be a reporter in the field, and you know. I think, um, you know, I kind of shy away from that stuff because I I like the way it is in in a sense, right? I like the, um, I like the personal touch, number one. And number two is I I feel super connected with everybody that's, you know, and lately now that I've been using my name, I've got to meet a lot of some people and that's really helped me even get more interested in doing it because the people I've met are just amazing. Like I've had, especially, you know, when we had the little issue with, with Easy Home last couple of weeks. We last, will talk. Yeah, last <laughs> weekend. Um, I, I got to show my kids a side of the community that I didn't even know was there. Like I just can't believe the messages and and like I just people were offering to drive a brand new stove or fridge over to my house that minute and and i just i was blown away i suppose we should elaborate on yeah, that controversy because let's, that let's is talk sorry. Sorry, sorry i've heard a lot of, i've heard a lot about it anyway yeah yeah so you, i'll just give you the i'm sure you've explained it a million times yeah, yeah it's sort of um yeah it's it's a weird scenario and the way it happened was 
when I first stopped working, which is probably about f four years ago or so now, right? And uh, obviously, in between the time that um, in the between the time that I I stopped working and was applying for my employment disability there was a six month stretch there where I got nothing and that was tough and my wife didn't work because she's a cancer survivor she's got all kinds of uh, health issues where she's not able to work and um, so we were and three kids and a house a mortgage to you know the whole bit that we basically went from a full active house with you know, a, a full-time job and a good income, um, you know, to nothing overnight. And it was a huge for us, right? And uh, at that time, we, we didn't ask for help. We probably should have, but we didn't. And, you know, we almost lost the house and a couple times. And we, we managed. We got through it and, you know, everything ended up being okay. Um, but uh, in that time, I was in the middle of surgeries and, and pretty ill to the point where there would be two, three days where I couldn't get out of bed and I couldn't be with my family or figure out a way to support them or help them or paint the house or fix the fridge or, you know, there's so many, cut the grass, for instance, you know, like I couldn't even, my 65-year-old dad would come over and do it for me because that's how bad I was, right? And I was under strict orders, don't do this, don't do that, you know, so I didn't want to make it any worse so that it couldn't be fixed either, right? And then you know how the recovery afterwards was hell mm -hmm. and took about six to eight months, right? So um, in, that, in that time, my wife um, went to Easy Home because we needed a fridge badly. And it, I mean badly, like, you know, and at that time, because of our financial situation, it's the only thing we could do. We had no other recourse to go anywhere else. We didn't have enough for a down payment, and, and it just seemed like the right thing to do. You know, it, it's that it was a quick decision. She went in, she did it, and at that and and we were using this little itty bitty TV. So at that time, they were like, "Well, we've got a really good deal on a TV." You know, so we got the fridge and the TV at the same time, right? and. Uh, you know, we, she had explained to them that uh, it's really important that it comes out at this point of the month and it needs to be a monthly payment, right? Excuse me. And uh, so, yeah, and so we were paying like that for a year and a half, 18 months, something like that. Some, somewhere in there, never had a problem with the monthlies, right? Somewhere in there, it changed to weekly somehow and we started getting calls every week your payment is late and we're like well we only pay once a month and this is exactly how it happened we were getting calls and my wife's like no it's set up monthly and I remember her specific conversations saying no it's monthly I've always paid it monthly and you can go back in my bank account and see how it monthly it is you know so well no it's weekly and now you've got to pay it weekly well, what do you mean now? Uh, it's always been monthly. Why the heck are we switching it, right? So that was interesting. And at that point, it was under different management. And I got to be very clear about that because the f first management I dealt with, and I don't know who owns it now. 
It's part of Rent-A-Center now and Easy Home are all one. Okay. Something in that merger changed that company, and I don't know what it is, but it, it, it went in my opinion, right? But anyway, so what happened was it was it was a monthly, and then it, it somehow somebody said it changed to weekly, and they started hounding us for weekly payments, excuse me, which we couldn't afford. So we said, well, we have to continue paying monthly because that's all we can do. We only get paid once a month, and we were very tightly budgeted, you know. And and there's so much more to this story on top of it all with the government. Uh, the government came to my wife and I probably two years ago and said, uh, we want proof that your kids live with you before we give you child tax credit. And it's not just me. I, I, I from what I've heard, there was almost thirty thousand people in Ontario that got asked to do this. So they cut off your benefits right away. They sent you a letter and they said, you will not receive benefits until you pay, or not pay, until you provide this information. Now, the interesting thing was they wanted all my children's report cards from the day they started junior kindergarten, every, this is a true story. Okay. They wanted a copy of both passports. They wanted uh, my passport, my wife's my copy of my driver's license front and back they wanted every report card from jk to whatever grade they were in and that was for all three children and any immunization records and i had to basically prove that my three children lived with me in order to get the benefit eric do you still have your grade nine report card it's possible, but I imagine even in your situation, it's a really far back stretch in the yeah. filing cabinet at that point. Well, and you got to remember, this is in the middle of my wife's cancer, my back, yeah. the whole bit, right? So You'd think it would just be during the time that maybe you've been receiving the benefits that you might have to prove well, they the, live with you. Yeah, I don't know what it was, but Strange. it was the strangest scenario. And the the really interesting part of it was is that we've never been separated. We've been together almost 27 years. Mm -hmm. We've lived in the same house for since 2005, before we even had children. <laughs> so we've never split up or the last name. The only thing I can think of that happened was my wife changed her maiden name to my last name somewhere in there. And maybe that caused confusion. I don't know. That's the only thing I can think of. But the interesting thing is that was two years ago. To this day, I haven't got that back pay yet for her. And it's to the tune of 20-something thousand that they owe her. Yeah, I'm That's, still arguing with them about absurd. this. That is absurd. Yeah. So anyway, you can imagine the, you know, and every, I've got people that say, well, poor you, I'm in a worse situation. I understand that. There's always going to be, I'm, I'm not saying I'm the worst, you know, off. I'm blessed to have it's, my children. I'm blessed with all kinds of things, but it's just the way the scenario worked for us is it completely mm -hmm. fell apart all in the same time. They took the $1,200 child tax credit that we were, or whatever it was, I don't even remember the amount. I shouldn't say the amount if I don't know what it was, but it was in 800 to 1200 range, something like that per month. Yep. So that was gone on top of my wage that was now disappeared. That's a big loss. Yeah, <laughs> it was huge, right? And we're trying to maintain a house, three kids, and, you know, uh, everything else that associates with life, right? Food and, and everything else. So anyway, the easy home to finish that off was um, switched to weekly. And then all of a sudden we got a call that the manager had changed. And it was to this female 
that's there now and from these fellows that were there before that we had come to know and deal with that were fantastic by the way um and you know we would keep getting calls and then we would continue to tell them well we have to pay it monthly we don't have the money we just can't i can't grab 350 in the middle of the you know whatever the payment was in the middle of the month like that so they didn't didn't matter right so you know we just kept paying monthly the best we could and then i think they got to the point well they either got to the point where they were fed up with us paying monthly when it was weekly or somebody had told them to be fed up with us which is what we believe happened right and because the rent to center and easy home merger happened i can almost pinpoint to the day that's when they started getting up my chops right then they started coming to the house with this guy who was posted on my site and Are we allowed to mr rudy Pants. Pop up we won't picture? say his name yeah okay and uh and um you know and if he's got a problem with anything I say, he's more than welcome. He knows where I live. Um, it's fair. Fair, right? Yeah. Okay. And, uh, you know, because a couple of his buddies have been online giving me grief. That's not what happened. Fine. Right? Uh, I know what happened. And uh, my whole goal, and I'm very, 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 very big on you don't disrespect women. And you don't come into my house and disrespect my wife period, especially one that's gone through what she's gone through in her life, ever. I'm getting goosebumps just talking about it, period. And I make a point to teach my boys that every single day of their life, that they're going to go to school and they're going to respect women with every bit of their being. And their mother is the same way. She is goddess to them. And it better always be that way. And the way this guy got in my wife's face with a surgical drain hanging from, you saw the picture, right? Mm -hmm. It's coming out of her chest. And he is within a foot of her face. I gave you a chance to pay and to come into the store and you never came. And this is after we had told him she was sick and couldn't come in, right? They wouldn't even let us come in at different times because we both needed to sign. So we weren't even able to, I couldn't get her there, right? Yeah. And I said, why can't you email it to me and I can approve it by email? When you can do that with banking, yeah. you can certainly do it with a, a baloney, whatever it was. You know what I'm saying? So anyways, and, you know, so he had come to the house three, four times. Every Saturday usually is when they show up or Thursday it's happened, you know, and it's always supper time, right? Mm -hmm. So he'd knock on the door, be a, a, a huge rude, you know, and we'd tell him the story again and it'd be the same story every time. I wasn't making anything up, you know. And a lot of times I would deal with him because I didn't want my wife to have to go through the stress. And he would he would be asking for her every time and I say, No, you'll talk to me, she's not home or whatever. A lot of times she wasn't, she was at the doctors or whatever. But, you know, he, he just he just you'd expect and you know i've expressed this to the company as well somebody in a position that is coming to your door to do a customer service interaction with a little more tact and class you know i wouldn't show up at your door like that never not in a million years you know let alone come on a saturday with three little kids with three not little but three kids running around take all the food out of your fridge a week before Christmas, okay? The only fridge I had in my house, emptied it out, 
all over the counter. I lost, you know, a couple, two, three hundred dollars worth of food mm -hmm. by the time I replaced the fridge. And, you know, and I was okay. You know, like, did I not pay the bill? Yeah, it was for two months. We didn't pay it. And the reason we didn't pay it is because they had tacked on a charge to switch from weekly to monthly. Now, that's important because that is an arbitrary charge that they just put on there because of the switch. We didn't ask for the switch from weekly to monthly, but now all of a sudden the bill went from 350 to 750 and there's no way we could afford to pay that with, with the way we were right now. So, and we told them that, we told them that on, you know, so what we had to do because they were so harassing that we had to block the number because she was getting five, six, seven phone calls a day. Then they started calling with private numbers, right? And our story wasn't gonna change. You know, it was gonna be the same story every time. Yeah. So why would I have to explain it six, seven times a day? I don't know, you know? So then he'd show up at the door again and I would say, it hasn't changed, right? And then the one Saturday before they came this week, they left a note on the door saying, if you don't come in this week, we're gonna involve the court. And that's all it said. It didn't say next Saturday, we're coming to pick up the stuff or whatever. They didn't call ahead and say, hey, we're coming tomorrow to pick up the goods or whatever. If they had, or the note on the thing said, you got one week or we're coming to get it, then I would have said, oh shoot, I better make some arrangements. Mm -hmm. I had no warning at all. I got a knock on the door. There's a bailiff from Kitchener, from Kitchener. Why not a Niagara bailiff? Mm -hmm. That was, that's a the whole part of that story does not make any sense no. to me. And I've requested the documents from these guys because why would you use a bailiff all the way from Kitchener in Niagara? You know what the answer is, guys? I don't. Somebody will figure it out. Come on. Well, they can't get the bailiff from Niagara fast enough, so they have to bring in their own guy. You hmm. get me? Because how long does it usually take to repossess something in Ontario? No idea. Mm, usually a few months, right? Especially if you've only missed two payments, they usually don't repo your stuff. Not for two payments, right? Right. You know, you make payments, right? Yeah. So you'd expect, you know, after a couple payments, they'd start hounding you a little bit, but they don't show up and take your stuff typically, right? And uh, so, yeah, the bailiff's from Kitchener. And I, I, I said to him, I said, because I'm not a stupid fella, you know? I, so I said to them, I said, I'm pretty sure I know how it works. How did you get a bailiff in six days? You know, something just didn't smell right to me there. I thought, boy, this is awfully strange, you know? And, uh, you know, I was so in a hustle and bustle that I didn't, I didn't review really well the court documents he had because I wanted to know if it had actually been signed by a judge. And they still haven't answered that question I had yet. Mm -hmm. Because, you know, the documents he had, if there was a repossession, should have been signed by a judge, I believe. I don't know the law exactly, but I think so, right? So anyways, um, I've requested that information. But anyway, bottom line is they came, they took the stuff. He was, I, he was very confrontational with my wife who was sick at the time and, and that's why the outpouring came. I did tell them who I was um, before they entered the property. I said, you know, I run a media site. I, said, I even told them what site it was. One of the guys that worked for them knew who I was he uses the site every day. So Did he I, give any pause? Because he, if he uses your no, site... No, he, he laughed at me. 
was the guy that knew you though no 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 the 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 fella that basically was in charge now another interesting thing is this fella that was in sort of in control of the situation had a few times told my wife he was the manager we come to know now that he was not the manager he's not even close to a manager okay for whatever reason he was put in charge of this responsibility or whatever after being confrontational with my wife he was asked to remove himself from the property which he did so he had to stand at the edge of the driveway that's what the picture is and you can yeah. see him you know that's why it's a little grainy it's kind of shot from 75 feet away right so i just didn't want my wife to have to deal with him anymore and uh you know because he was but i did allow the other guys to come in take the stuff i just didn't want to deal with it anymore you know and uh i did tell them who i was i did tell them i was going to write a story and uh he chuckled at me and kept walking so i i don't think he put any thought into it right and uh two days later i got a call from the senior executive vice president of operations from easy home and he was quite concerned and uh and um agreed to to put forth a full investigation and um you know some of those results of the investigation i won't be privy to because they're not allowed to share that kind of stuff and it's an internal investigation correct the people that wronged you so i don't that's right it, it's it's, it, it's you know but he was very apologetic i got you know i can't i can't slight the guy that called and he called me i didn't call him Right, so he was very apologetic, and I don't know if he was apologetic because he saw a mm. hundred plus thousand people had gone up his chops. Mm -hmm. I don't know. Um, I don't. I don't know. I would. I would hope they would handle that better on the onset and not have to deal with it after. With you know, and I did explain to him. I I didn't do the post to get my stuff back. I didn't do it for that reason. I put on the post. I just wanted everybody to be aware. I don't want another family to deal with this heartache. That's all I wanted to do. And, you know, I and it didn't even cross my mind. It was a week and a half before Christmas, guys. Like, you know what I mean? And and to have your your fridge emptied in front of your face, you know, and with your kids standing there watching and going, what's going on, Dad, you know? And I explained it to them. I didn't lie to them. I told them exactly what was going on, right? And my one son said to the guy, well, why don't you just take our Christmas tree too? You know, you basically, you know, my, my 11, my 12 year old said that to the, to the guy that was removing the stuff. Right. So anyway, um, I gotta say they, like I said, the fella from uh, easy home called, he offered me a brand new fridge, brand new television, free of charge, uh, no payments ever. Um, and, uh, and a compensation for the food we lost as well. And I refused the fridge, right? Because I, I just don't want any more hustle and bustle in my house because my wife's not feeling well and stuff. So I said, I can't deal with a fridge anymore because we have to take the doors off, get it in. So um, I, I said to him, I said, you know, I would really, the number one thing I want is for him to come and apologize to my wife basically and uh, that hasn't happened yet so but i did get an apology letter from the company so i i gotta say that i did receive that so you know um you know i i'm not i don't want to sue anybody or anything that's not the point here the point here is there was a lot of people um 
I was very concerned with the outpouring of, oh my God, a very similar situation happened to me, 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 me. I don't, did you guys see all those stories? I did. It was, it was overwhelming. Before I used to do baby photos. Okay. Okay. Yeah. So I dealt with a lot of young moms. Yeah, sure. That's the way that it worked. And one day I was scheduled to go to a baby photo shoot Mm -hmm. and I get to the door and I knock Mm -hmm. and there's no answer. And then these two guys come from around the corner and they're like, oh, are you the, or do you live here? And I said, no, I'm just here doing uh, baby photos. Mm -hmm. Like, oh, she won't answer. Like, why? Like, well, we've been trying. We're here to take, we're here to take back whatever. And I'm like, and it was, it was furniture. Mm -hmm. And I'm pretty sure. It was baby furniture. Pretty sure it was baby furniture. I'm not going to say for sure. Right. I don't remember the woman's name, but if you're watching. Hi, um, but like there's there's a business side of things, but then there's also that that yeah. personal side of things yeah. where you know you're dealing with a young person. Yeah, it uh, one of one of the things I made very explicit to him was that your website, if you go on the Easy Home website, they've got a huge portion of a page dedicated to customer service. And we will go over and above for our customers and we'll do like, it's literally this big. And my wife and I read it together and I read it pretty close verbatim to the guy on the phone. And I said, well, if you're going to spew all that out all over your website and, and that's a company motto that you're supposed to live by, then live by it. Do as you say. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, you know, and if you don't know your employees are wandering around treating people like that, then do something about it. You know, that that was basically my point. You know, and 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 I I said to him as well. I did I did make it very clear. I said what's troubling is I don't appear to be the only one. There's hundreds of them on there that I've read myself, and that's troubling, right? So basically, what you're doing is. You know, my scenario isn't unique. So, you know, and that was one of the reasons I wanted to use my platform to yeah. see if I could get to somebody else. I didn't want, I didn't ask for a GoFundMe. I didn't ask for anything like Which that. Which is a touching addition to everything. I am, uh, if there's a whole bunch of those people that donated watching, God bless you. I, I don't even know how to say thank you to all of them. I, I, I can't say thank you to all of them. I wish I could. Um, I am going to donate a portion of it to the local charities. I already had discussed that with my wife. Um, I was overwhelmed by, and the fellow that, uh, that set it up, Frank, I never met him before in my life. And he is not well himself. And he sort of understood the scenario where I'm coming from. And I almost want to cry, but I'm not going to. But a sweet man, never met him before in my life, um, sent me about three or four emails asking if he could do that for me, and I turned him down, and I turned him down, and I just didn't want to make a big deal of all this. And he said, you know what, Nick, it's Christmas. Let me do something for you guys. You know, if it goes nowhere, it goes nowhere, you know. And he goes, you just got to promise me one thing. And I said, what? And he goes, I'd like you to share it on your page, you know, to see if... And as they started coming in, I went to bed with tears that night. I just, I, A, I didn't realize that that many people gave a crap about my page, <laughs> number one. And I didn't realize that total strangers gave a crap about me. 
and my family. And that's huge, right? So now my mission going forward is to pay that back, right? And that's what I'm hoping I can, not financially, but if I can do anything in the community and, you know, if it's, um, and I've already volunteered at the, at, at the uh, certain spots that I, I won't mention, but um, yeah, I, I want to do more of that. And I want to, you know, I, I want to take my kids um, and get them to help volunteer and, and get them involved as well. And I want to use my page and, and the reach of all these awesome people uh, to help as many people as we can, right? And that's, that's the goal. And we'll keep doing the news while we're at it, right? That's, that's, look at it. that's good. There's lots of ways that, as we talked about, you could, you could implement, um, contributions to, you know, local charities and, um, just Niagara in general. Mm -hmm. I am not, I, I am tech savvy, but I'm not app savvy say right and there's lots of things that we have talked about that i got thinking maybe there is an app for that maybe you're not the first one that said that and you yeah. may know so i will ask you okay if right now my sole purpose is to find out if there's because google google maps will tell me if there's slowdowns but not necessarily specific traffic pinpoints or areas no. to avoid hmm. do i have a map application that will pinpoint places to avoid, like if there was a shooting. Waze is the best known yeah. one. Okay, so yeah. never mind. Now, I don't I'm think they'll texting. give you where a shooting happened. No. What if it was a news map-based app? I mean, the problem with there is there would be Wicked. some people that might if there was, If there was a way, and I, I, yeah. could, I could tell you, if there was a way, um, and I'm not great with that either, but... If there was a way to specifically tie it into, let's say, Twitter or Facebook, when mm -hmm. I punch in the address, if it would auto map and drop a pin, Interesting. and what I would, what I, what I, the way, like there is an app out there called Pulse Point, and Pulse Point is the greatest thing since sliced bread. Huh. If you'd look it I'm up, I'm imagining something right now, and I'm wondering if that's similar. Yeah, I'm just gonna step off the stool because my back is killing me. But is that okay if I stand? Oh, oh yeah. yeah, I'm just gonna check um, to make sure we're not cutting okay. off your head. And um, no, there's an app called Pulse Point, and I, I wish I came up with the idea, but I don't. Okay. It's tied into, it's completely integrated into the uh, computer aided design system in the fire departments. Okay. So when a call comes out, you get a notification on your phone, and it tells you the type of call, where it is, how many trucks are responding, the whole nine yards, right? Okay. It's designed to help first responders, and it's also mainly designed to assist with CPR. The main purpose of this app is to notify CPR trained people. So if you have a heart attack right now and call 911, and I have the app on my phone, it will alert me that there's somebody within my vicinity that requires CPR. And you will always get there faster than EMS. It yes. also tells you where all the AEDs are. So the automatic defibrillator. That's incredible. I think yeah. I've probably downloaded that. But yeah, it, it's it's free. Huh. And uh, now the only problem is is that fire departments in Ontario and Canada, the only two places in Canada that has it now is British Columbia, hmm. BC and Kingston, Ontario. 
Kingston Fire Rescue is on there. Okay. So we need to get it integrated. Like if we want to do something like that, and I've been pushing for it in on Twitter, and you, if you go back, you'll see me ranting about it for for years now. But it's expensive. The the fire department that initializes or initiates it has to pay a fee to get the software and all this hardware installed, right? So there are community organizations that will help you um, raise the money to, to pay for that. And I think Niagara EMS is looking into it. And I've been told by Niagara EMS they're looking into it. So that'll be incredible for us. And we can get that pinpoint accuracy. But it, what I'm getting at with all this is that if we had an app like that mm -hmm. tied into what I'm doing, would be almost ideal, right? It's almost multifunctional because I'm in, envisioning an app that is... It, it's a map, and mm -hmm. you can see stuff that's current, like events in progress, or you can yep. see stuff like that. But it's almost a type of record keeping at the same time. Mm, it Be does, yeah. It'll because go back through, sure. Google has a news function. You can search by date, and you can use yeah. all these settings. But yeah. what if you had a map, and you know you scroll to a certain day, and blip, all yep. these things happen, and you can yep. look around the community. And that'd be ideal for somebody like me, because there, there are points in the day where somebody, if I'm tied up with the kids or something like that, and I'll miss something and I got to go back and and figure out if there you know was there a call here or there or is it important um, you know the Lake Street call came while I was uh, actually uh, speaking with one of the one of my followers I had come over to say hello and stuff and um, I was speaking to him and the call came out and I missed about half an hour of it so um, you know going back and and a lot of my equipment doesn't allow me to go back and so if I don't catch it at that instance, it's gone forever, mm -hmm. you know, uh, because dispatch sometimes will tell the address again to the responding units. And sometimes they don't because they have their own computer systems in the truck that give them that, which I don't have. Right. So, you know, I do the best I can. So if I don't catch it right away, it's gone. Right. Mm -hmm. So some I can go back on and most I can't. That, that is good. It avoids the hearsay of asking perhaps witnesses or anything like mm -hmm. that later. So yeah, yeah, you do get your story straight. Well, and that's the idea, right? If you're gonna if you're gonna do something like what I'm doing, you want to try to be as accurate as possible, right? Mm -hmm. um, like I said, has there been instances where I'm wrong? I've spelled streets wrong, um, you know, because I don't have an app in there that helps me with the addresses. I have to type in everything you see. I type. I don't have any. Um, what do you call that? Like just templates or anything no. built? Nothing. Hmm. Yeah, and then usually what I'll do is I'll do it in Facebook first. I copy and paste it over to Twitter, and then I don't even have the two apps integrated. I probably should. There is a way to do it, but I've heard that uh, it kind of gumbles up your yeah. your information when you when it's disseminated sure. over one or the other. So I, and I don't want that. I want it to be clear and, and precise, right? So I was trying to think of how you could even have a template for that kind of stuff. Cause I, would, I don't know. I, I'm thinking an Excel spreadsheet, but Maybe, that doesn't work very well on your phone. No, really. if I had like, I even I've thought about it where if I have something in my notepad, but when you're covering Niagara with all the streets and all the addresses, we have the chances of you having a template forever. Forget it. Yeah. Would never happen. Now template. For car accidents, fires, you could. but every instance, there's differences. Yeah, and everyone is different. Sometimes it's two cars, three touch. cars. Exactly. Mm -hmm. That's right. I, yeah, I didn't. Yeah. And it's it's hard. Yeah. You're a. I, I don't know what you would call you. I've. You're it, not. You're not a renegade news person. It but is. You're, it is a bit independent. 
Oh, for sure. Yeah, yeah. I don't even know how to call it. But I really don't. News with heart. People. Not that other news stations don't have heart. Mm-hmm. I know a lot of people that are radio hosts. I know a lot of people mm-hmm. that work mm-hmm. in broadcast. YouTube's big on it too, and they have yeah, heart. Yeah, that's true. But there's there's obviously something that you're doing that is connecting huge with mm-hmm. Niagara and surrounding, yeah. heavily surrounding areas. Yeah, I, I think. Um... I don't know exactly what that is, but I, I do I do think that it's it's the interaction that we get and uh, that I couldn't get with Twitter, because you know I was I providing the same info on Twitter that I am on yes, um, but I am giving more information in in on Facebook and then I'm able to follow through with it and then go back to it and comment and then everybody can get their opinion out so to speak and then you know i can comment on that or you know or a lot of times an accident will trigger something else you know like an event or you know um a community or you know a gofundme for this person that had the fire or all that kind of stuff all kind of comes from that right so that's all what i think it is and i think there's a need and a um for that information in Niagara, I think I, I don't know if it's the same everywhere else. I don't. I do see other areas, but they don't seem to be as hungry for this type of information as we are. And I think it's important to be able to wake up in the morning, uh, you know, take a look. And I make sure that I'm up before everybody else. Usually, I like to get it out at five five thirty. I get a weather and a traffic update. That way, if you got to go to Hamilton, you know that, okay, I better find a service road or whatever, and you know what your weather is gonna be for the next few hours or whatever, and and for some reason that helps people a lot. And for the two minutes it takes me to put all that info together every morning, it's, you know, but I think there's a a need for that, and that type of information, and uh, it really helps people as well, and I've had, the the connection is, is important to people that have been in the accidents. How many, how many times on, on a post that, um, you know, I post at 9.30 in the morning, there's a collision, and by 2 o'clock, I was in that collision. You'll see it on the post. I'm okay. Thank you for, you know, and, and I always try to comment back, so glad you're okay. Is there anything I can do to help? You know, can it, anything at all, right? And I think, um, you know, I think it's important for me to do that, you know, to show that, yeah, I... I and I, that's not just a frivolous offer either. If you you know if you need something or whatever I can do to help with the platform, I will. And you know, a couple people asked me today, Nick, would you would you please put out my Christmas uh, pageant for my you know whatever? Absolutely. Uh, Woman shelter contacted me today. I did that within two minutes. So, I not necessarily directed to the news but as you were talking the amount of conversing that you have done there's mm-hmm. how do you balance it do you have a time where you shut off at night yep. or okay yep i do and uh and if you're a very attentive person of the site you'll almost see it okay yeah it's usually about 9 30. So then in a situation like right now, how are you feeling? We've you've been here since about five forty. Yep. It's now eight thirty. Yep. And you're news <clears throat> all day. So are you I don't want to ask if you're tweaking, no. but are you no. you're you're No, I'm here. completely you know, the only thing like if we if we look, I don't even know if we can do that. 
Um, there like a number of notifications. Um, hmm. Love the red case. Yeah, <laughs> it's uh, product red. Okay. Hmm. Yeah. So it's the actual. Yeah. Um, no, I was just gonna look and and just to give you guys an idea. Okay, so I've been I answered everybody and checked everything before I came in, right? So right now, one, two, three, four, five. Could take a while. <laughs> there's there's 13 people that have that I need to respond to right now, <laughs> and that's just comments or messages. Uh, that's just people that I need to answer. There's probably way more than that. <laughs> if you look at the notification part, uh, it's it's just 17 minutes, one hour, seven minutes. <laughs> yeah, it's um, it's hard to keep up with. Yeah, <laughs> but yeah, no. The last time I posted was three hours ago, and that was the. Um, uh, the support uh, for the women's shelter that I put on there, yeah, that's a and, nice. And way. that was that was somebody that emailed me and said, and and people always ask me, is it okay if I post this? And and my answer is absolutely. You know, if it's not okay, I'll take it down. But um, that kind of stuff, if if there's anything, and if you're watching, and <laughs> if there's anything in the community that you want to, and I'm not going to charge anybody for that. I. The only thing I'd ask is that you kind of put together a little bit of an ad yourself because I just don't have time for that. I try to do that for a couple people. I just, I'm swamped, right? So if you get somebody or, or put a little post together and just email it to me, I'll take a quick look and bang, it'll go up. That's it. Do you find that those posts do well? Yes. Yeah, I do. Um, I think they're they're starting to do better and better because I think as we as we get more people uh, involved and you know you get uh, it's not big with the younger kids and stuff like that, but you do have a lot of uh, people that are in that industry. I find you know I get a lot of people that work for EMS that are there, a lot of people that work for community cares, like the involvement and they can you know kind of see what's going on in the community and you know it, it's a big family really that's the way i feel about it anyway i more than a, a family than anything else yeah. it'd be interesting to see these these groups like let's just say the women's shelter produce their own content like perhaps hire people to do videos or whatever like even just the volunteers to do it and then they can yep. maybe talk about what they're yeah, it, uh, you know, and we can even use YouTube too, right? Yeah. And we can send a link from my site to YouTube and, you know, um, watch this video. And then, you know, we did that with the Santa, uh, yep. you know, uh, because they're not, uh, Facebook is, is limited in the amount of data you can po post up there and whatnot. Video. Although it's getting a lot it better. Is. Yeah, absolutely yeah. it is. And I can put certain size videos direct to the page. When we started doing this, mm -hmm. I don't know what happened, but Facebook, I think it's a personal thing. Facebook's mm -hmm. upload policy was nothing long form. Like yes. we, yep. That was a long thing. And then so, one day, I don't know what episode we started something posting. We wanted to post to Facebook because we thought it would have a better outreach right. than and, YouTube where we were posting. And, and it worked. It worked. Yeah. So I don't know if they changed it entirely or if you have a page you're allowed to post longer form i know mm. there's a there's a file size limit mm. because i was screwing around with that correct yeah but it, uh, facebook it, from what i understand it, 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 we did a few hours with 
Antea the last time that was on Facebook, yep. and that was yeah, no problem. That was no problem. I haven't had anything come back at me yet, and like I've only been doing the Facebook page less than six months, but nothing I've posted, video or uh, pictures or anything else wise, come back at me. And nothing say, like against the community guidelines or anything like that. Nothing, really, not one. Something you hear about a lot, and I know that some people have complained. Yeah. I, I understand that. That's with when you're talking twenty to hundred thousand people. That's what's going to happen. It's kind I of mean. impressive because things get flagged on all sorts of social media platforms yeah. very quickly all the time. Yeah, I haven't had anything taken down. Not really? one. Not one post. Yeah. Hmm. Yeah. And I, like I said, I'm try to be, and maybe I'm not perfect with the way I post everything. I really do try to make sure that my wording is okay. You won't see me swear. I put up a post last week about that. I don't want to see people swearing at each other. And, you know, you want to get into a little bit of a dispute. I'm okay with that. Some people don't like the fact that I allow that. Disputing and debate can be healthy. It can. The other thing is is that I cannot monitor every single thing. It's (laughs) huge, you guys. It's it's monstrous task. I try. Like, for especially really important stuff, I try to monitor everything. I did see every single post that came out for the, the suicides in the last two days, just to make sure, you know, if there was anybody that needed something. I monitored every single comment. Every It took me 11 and a half hours yesterday. Hmm. But I did, I did see them all. A lot of pages have selected moderators that can help, but yes. I suppose you want the oversight of everything. <sighs> Yeah, it's. I'm getting to the point now where maybe I could, you know what I mean, uh, delve some of that out, right? I suppose the idea is just to pick somebody who you believe to have good intentions. Yeah, absolutely, and I mean, could I could I sort of instill the way I do things onto somebody else? Absolutely, but you know, it'll never be me. Number no. one, and number two, I don't know if. Um, it, it's hard, right? Because I'm the only one with all the technology to do what I'm doing, number one. And uh, so if I had to sort of disseminate that to somebody else, it'd be a big undertaking. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, because a lot of people have said, well, I'll cover the night if you want to, you know. But I don't, I don't, th- I think it's healthy to shut off, like you asked it me is. to, you know. Um, but, you know, like there are nights where I go to bed thinking about the people that, uh, you know, said this or said that. and. But I think that's okay, too. I mean, it, it helps me be better for the next time and, you know, that sort of stuff, right? Is there any big key things we want to make sure we hit on before we have to end the show, unfortunately, tonight? Um, mentioning the nighttime thing. Mm-hmm. A lot of news stories don't typically... Uh, accidents can happen at night, but in a situation like that shooting on St. Paul Street that yes. happened late. Yes. Do you think, cause for most people... I stayed with it. You, you did yeah. stay with it. Absolutely. Because yep. there's that... And you can tell by my, the way I posted, yeah, that I was there, yeah, or I was up, yeah. Because you could either do it like you do and mm-hmm. report on it in the morning, which most people wouldn't tell... No, Nobody would really be able to tell the difference between post it 3 a.m. Yeah, I'll tell you a little secret. I'll tell you a little secret. I do get up at 3 and I do update everything at three, hmm. and I go back to bed. Hmm. But, okay. Uh, yeah, I mean, but I'm up anyway. It's not like I get up to do that. I uh, I'm up because that's the way I am. So I get up and I'll have a drink and I'll you know water or whatever, and I'll sit on the couch for a few minutes, do my thing, and off I go. 
and then uh, I'll hit it again at 5.30, and then if I'm tired, I'll fall asleep on the couch for an hour or so. You know, because you're right, there are, uh, I do know a couple of news guys, uh, especially one that's hugely popular on Twitter. He's up all night and sleeps during the day. That's the way he does, because most of the stories, but he covers Toronto and Burlington area. So, you know, he's he's a night owl. But if something happens during the day, you know, so, but yeah, no, the majority of the time I do, because I have young kids too, right? And, you know, I, um, but if there's something important in Niagara that's going on, I'm there. I will stick it out. And my wife, she'll be the first one to tell you, oh, I know he's not going to bed mm. quite, you know. Yeah. It's a, that's a balancing act. Yeah, it is. It is. Yeah. And, and like I said, the, the whole reason I got into it was I found myself um, sort of down on myself because I wasn't working anymore. I felt I felt like uh, I wasn't. What's the word? It's, it's hard to say. Like, I, I really felt like I was useless, to be honest with you. You know, I felt like I wasn't providing for my family like I should be. You know, I, um, I I felt like, you know, I should be going to work every day like a normal person, right? And, and what I needed to get used to in myself was, yeah, I still am a normal person. I just have issues that, you know, prevent me from working and stuff like that. Because <laughs> if I could go back to work today, I would. I miss it like crazy, right? But, um, and I worked really hard to get where I was and I loved my job on top of it all, right? Which is hard to say, you know? Mm -hmm. I really enjoyed it, um, you know, and, and it provided my family with a lifestyle that we weren't able to keep up with, going, which is okay. I mean, you know, we just live a different way, it's fine. And, um, but yeah, I really felt down on myself and, uh, and this was a good way to keep myself active and my brain busy and, um, and out of my wife's hair pretty much right so i wasn't driving her crazy because if you if you remember she's off too so we're home together you know a lot for 26 you know for whatever amount of years and you know i did work for a long time and i wasn't home for 15 years and then all of a sudden oh here he is every day so i better like him yeah and and, and sometimes that can be a strain on a marriage yeah. you know what i mean but uh fortunately she's she's um a walking saint and uh, she puts up with me and my news and my radios and my I mean you know there'll be days where I'll go to the mall with them and uh, I've got two radios strapped to my back you know right one that you know because there's something a going on that I need to keep track of or and uh, they're really good about that you know the kids are good with it and uh, and my wife is a-okay with telling me it's too much put it away you know, uh, take a minute for yourself or whatever you need, you know, and um, there's been times where I'm driving and uh, I'll hear something good. I'll find a parking lot and I'll sit there for an hour and just do all my stuff right there. And I've done it where I've only been five minutes from home and I will stop to do it. You must have a good data plan. Yeah. <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah, that, that, that doesn't get paid for by the site either, but yeah, I do have one. <laughs> yeah. But stuff like yeah. that for sure should be in... Yeah, I know. It yeah. keeps it running at the very mm. least. You don't yeah. need to make money. It just no. needs to be yeah. sustaining so it's not... 
Right. You're providing a service for the community, right. and it's a great service. Yeah. As we're talking, it's a it's an over encompassing title, but you are a growing and rare given how you're doing it. But you're a growing social media influencer. You're influencing events. You are. I guess by sharing the 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 events that we've talked about you're influencing the outcome you have mm. 15,000 people following you and you share something you in one you undoubtedly are influencing the the turnout of that event hopefully in the right in, in the, the right, right way. way i hope yeah that's the idea yeah I, I never thought of it that way. You are news, and as I said, social yeah. media influencer is a bit too encompassing. Yeah, I. Uh, it's hard to call it news all the time, too, because it's so much more. To, a lot of times, like the majority, the word news covers a million things. And, yeah. You know, and then some people say, well, I didn't know you were a journalist. Well, I'm not. I'm not trained like these guys that are out there, and I, I'll be the first one to tell you. Um, I have skills that come from different areas, like being a firefighter for a while and that sort of stuff. But uh, I don't have journalism skills. I make all kinds of spelling mistakes, and you know. But that's <laughs> but people don't a personal seem to touch care. too. Yeah, you're I, real. I hope, yeah. But it, to be honest with you, um, I had no clue <laughs> exactly how um, influence or how much influence it had or could have uh, on anything. And I think the day it really stuck in was the easy home thing. And I couldn't believe how many people came to, to just say, hey, you know, I'm, I'm here for you. That's a crappy situation. You know, what you do uh, every day. And I'm like, what do you mean what I do every day? And that really took a while for me to you know, like what? What am I doing every Which day? Is, that's helpful. You know what I mean. It's interesting, though, because you are seem seeming to be more passionate about this than just about anybody is about the most passionate thing they're about in their life. Like you hmm. seem to. This is your full time job, pretty much. I mean, yeah. Anytime oh, yeah, you could say that. Yeah, yeah, absolutely, for sure. And like, I mean, yeah. I build houses when I'm at work, but I don't really think about it as much when I go home. It doesn't follow me around. I don't. Oh, sure. It's, it's yeah. not my life. I didn't. I didn't build my life around it. But it sounds like you, yeah. in, in the thing, the technology you have, and the places you go, and the, where you bring it, you're yeah. building your life around it. Yeah. The uh, it sort of comes with me. Yeah. It mm -hmm. and uh, I think, I think, um, like we talked about, I think a little bit of that sort of ends up in the posts as well. And I think that might be helpful. And I think that might be where, you know, uh, when I share something about what my daughter did today or. You know, a lot of people were really interested when she was in the hospital and how is she doing? And, you know, everybody wanted to know how she was. And and for me, that was weird to share that kind of stuff. But it was it's so helpful and and uh, cathartic to, to see how many people were. Of course. Just, wow, man. I, I just I, it, it really is overwhelming. Like if I if I could show you the emails and the messages, it just would blow your mind. Deep inside, the majority of people on this earth are good people. Sometimes I agree. they don't yep. always show it. I agree. But when you get to see that, that's a not everybody gets to see how good people are. Yeah, I think so, and I think I think that's another good thing that that Niagara Four One One does is it really gets to show people and there's a lot of people that just commented on oh my gosh i can't believe how many supporters you have and how many people came out to 
you know, and even if it just generated a discussion about, you know what, that situation was crappy for me, or I had a good situation, and I don't know what you're talking about, but it generated a conversation and a buzz and a, um, you know, and I think at the end of the day, that company's going to be better because of that post, and that's important to me. And if somebody doesn't, you know, if, if next time they have to go to somebody's house, and, and there will be a next time. It's going to happen. It you know, I'm already not, has happened. It ha probably already has happened. But if there's a, some compassion into that next time, then I've done my job. That's it. That's all I wanted to accomplish with that. Um, I'm sure there's things we could wrap up on. But I do have one more question. Absolutely. Just before, the way you were talking about it is interesting. You run Niagara 411, mm -hmm. and you were talking about other other uh, colleagues of yours that run was it Sudbury? I oh, Barry four one one and Muskoka four one one. So you're I feel like I'd not far both. from. I have family. I grew up in Barry, and I did know, you really? Yeah. Well, then you definitely need to yeah. follow him. Yeah. And then I, I Twitter too. Have he does both some familial connections in the Muskoka area. So yeah, then, and Barry four one one. His Facebook page is into the twenty seven thousand. Wow. Yep. So when you started, like, mm -hmm. how did it? Because you're not; it's not a franchise. You're not calling yourself Niagara Four One One. Did you start it because they were Barry Four One One, or how did that? How did it come about? You, yep. you gave the the reasoning. You finding the purpose to do it, but what? Yep, that's uh, no problem. I can answer that. Uh, about six, seven years ago, there was um, a group of us, uh, sort of one guy in particular, Stefan. And he runs Muskoka 411, okay. which is uh, probably, or not probably, it is the most successful 411 period. And um, he's got a complete franchise around it. He does an amazing job. His trick, same, similar, he's a super nice guy. He does all kinds of community events. He does all things community. He stands up for his community, Bala. All those places in there, you know, when they wanted to come in and put a hydro dam in, and he's been there the entire time, and he interacts with his community that way. He does a lot of advertising for the local businesses. So anyway, he he sort of, uh, along with another guy that ran Mississauga for one one that which isn't there sort of anymore. It's there, but it's not kind of thing. Um, let's call it defunct, I guess. <laughs> I don't know, but anyway, uh, they all sort of decided. You know what? Uh, the Mississauga one was first and it sort of you know everybody kind of got together and said okay maybe you're in this area I'm gonna grow that let's see if we can have a Muskoka 411 and you're in Barrie let's try that and um, I was a little bit active on Twitter just under myself and uh, I was doing sort of similar things with 300 people following me or whatever and uh, and they approached me and they said, you know, would you be interested in doing this for Niagara for? It doesn't pay anything, but, um, you know, and I said, yeah, I said, I can do that, you know, at a low scale at that point. Right. And then uh, they went pretty close right away to Facebook. And, you know, some of them have been 11, 12 years or whatever. And to the credit of the boys, um, they were you know, you got to get a Facebook page. You got to do it. That's where all the information is. Everybody's going to it that way. And 
And, you know, as a person, I wasn't a big Facebook person. I got to be honest with you. I really, I'm not still to this day. If you look at my phone, I've got 98 notifications on my personal Facebook. I just don't use it. I don't like it. Right. And uh, um, so they kept saying, you know, can you just put a page together? It's not a big deal. It's, you know, and then you can originally it was going to be I'll just set Twitter up to go automatically to Facebook and then I don't even have to worry about it. You're right. And then I'm looking at it and I'm going, geez, you know what, let me just, I, it, it wasn't going to take me another minute to post from one to the other. And that's about what it was. And I would just, I'd started out in Twitter, copy it over to Facebook. Now it's the other way around because one is grown. Mm. Um, and then together we kind of grew a little bit. Uh, Stefan turned his into a business. But like I said, because of my limitations and stuff. I, I can't drive around and do news and events and stuff like that. So mine is a little bit different. And um, my my good buddy in Barry, he's very similar to me. He's he's had more back surgeries than me. So he's hmm. really... Um, Maybe I'm gonna end up being a news person. <laughs> <laughs> he's less mobile than I am, but he's a super guy too. And he's really active in the community with their fire departments and stuff. And uh, yeah, that's how that came about. Tilsonburg 411. Oh, there, you, there you go. <laughs> sure. Oh, there's a Kawartha 411 now, too. Really? Yep. Yeah, and it's just started about uh, a year ago, and it's growing quite a bit now as well. I do want to say, I can almost guarantee that had you stuck with your original plan and just used Twitter to forward to Facebook, you wouldn't be where you are. No, because I don't think so. Because it's the communication on the yeah. Facebook. And, and, and the, the algorithms the page. that, yeah, yeah agreed. It, it, and, and they warned me about that, too, because they tried it, obviously. They were ahead of me with this game, right? So they said, you know what, the algorithms and the, the, comp the computations between each, you're ending up with these weird characters and it's changing information around. And I said, no, 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 because that's not going to be accurate, right? Mm -hmm. It needs to be proper if I'm going to do it, right? So I think I, I really, really shoot for accuracy, uh, timing, and that personal touch, and uh, really, really try um, to make it community first and everything else second. That sounds like a pretty good mission statement. I and never uh, thought of that. <laughs> and a really good place to wrap up. Yeah, I This has been riveting. It's been really riveting. I think before we wrap up, it's very important, once again, it's been an overarching message. If you're going through a hard time mm -hmm. and you need a place to turn. I don't know the numbers offhand, but they will be displayed below. Awesome. Right? That's, sure. that's, we talked We have about an expert with all of the possible numbers that um, we could need, I hope. You're not alone, obviously. So, you know what I've offered um, on my website or on my page? Um, because I'm home a lot, you know, I've offered on my page that. If you have nobody else to talk to and you don't want to call that line, email me. I'll answer you. I promise. And you're quick. I couldn't believe you. Yeah, I'll be as quick as I can. I mean, I can't promise I'll be instant with everybody, but if I'm sleeping or whatever. But um, if there's somebody that, you know, that just wants somebody to talk to, and I do have a few of those folks, that, and I love them to death, uh, email me. It's on the main page, and I will answer you. I promise. Yeah, and if you need help, I'll help you get help. Period. Well, that's a that's a good way to end. This has been amazing. I didn't know 
what to expect. But oh, you, really? Well, <laughs> neither did I, to be honest you, with you. You have, as we said, you've just recently started signing off as Nick. So I. Yeah, there was no person behind it, I guess, really, right? The, so. the posts have always been. I, I didn't think I was going to be interviewing an Alex Jones type person. What's who's Alex, Alex Jones? Might want to be careful with that comparison, but yeah, never mind. Then I don't know. We're not getting into that. Oh, I I, I don't know. I've After, never the heard of the guy, so. After the show, after the show. Okay. I it just when you when you deal with somebody I think I've heard the name, but who you've never <laughs> met before, you never know what you're getting into. But I, mm. this has been amazing. Oh, thank you. Um. So yeah, me too. Uh, maybe we could do some work together in the future. But Absolutely. Talk. Uh, have a good night, everybody. Signing and off. A Thanks, bunch guys. of people that have never watched us before. Oh yeah, say hello. Welcome. <laughs> that that'll that'll be a good test. If a yeah. show does if a show does well, we get Absolutely. a few hundred things, a few hundred well, views. Let's see what I, happens I, here. I think like from my perspective, like I told you guys earlier, um, you know, I have had requests from other people, but I, I like to keep it local. This is local, and you know, it, 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 that's the best thing we can do if we can patronize our local folks that's just going to stimulate everything it's going to make everything grow in in the end and i think that's hugely important so all right well have a good night everybody this is nick his infos at the bottom niagara 411 have a good night bye (laughs) alex jones is like a renegade journalist i oh that right i don't think now i gotta go home and look him up is that the way this works a bit of a nut. A lot of his stuff is an act. He says, says very absurd things. Oh, really? I don't think the comparison is necessary.